Hello, and welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today, I wanted to dive into that series of shit you shouldn't have to put up with, and I thought long and hard about it. Really, it's shit you shouldn't have to put up with is shit you don't let go. Like, really, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's stuff you shouldn't have to put up with, but here's the caveat to this podcast. It's also shit you're doing to yourself. And so let's dive into that. I know I already hit a nerve with some of you. Probably as soon as I said that, some of you were a click. I don't want to hear it. But please keep an open mind because this is shit you shouldn't have to put up with. And it is shit you are doing to yourself, the not letting it go. And this is a life lesson that we are all going to work on throughout our entire lives, some more than others. And I've gotten a lot better at letting it go, as Elsa says, let it go, let it go. Okay, I'm not going to sing. Nobody wants to hear that. But I think it's a really important song that we sort of wedge deep into. Okay, it's a terrible song. Let's face it. I mean, if you have kids, you're sick and tired of that song. But you're getting the point. We have to learn to let things go because a lot of what we are holding on to is actually really mundane. It is really silly stuff when you look at it on a surface level, and it is actually also meaningless. So the shit we shouldn't have to put up with is us, our failure to let things go. So let's dive into the importance of this. What does this look like and how we can help ourselves? Because I think that's really important. So the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I jumped in. I jumped in. I'm sorry that I jumped in on this particular uh, post on Facebook. Basically, it's the same thing we see over and over. Someone in the veterinary uh, profession was complaining about a client. And that client was complaining about the cost of veterinary medicine. Yada, yada, yada. Bore, like super boring stuff. And so here was this veterinary person who was going on and on about this Basically, it it looked like a post someone had posted on a Facebook page about the atrocity of a euthanasia cost for a kitten and how come it costs that much to euthanize a kitten and why did it cost the same to euthanize a dog and wasn't that ridiculous and wasn't veterinary medicine just trying to hose everybody and who were these veterinary people to charge so much to euthanize a kitten and how horrible we all were. Okay, I get it. We've all been there. From day one, you enter in this field. I promise you someone complains about money. They just do. They bitch about it. Why are you charging so much? You guys should be ashamed of yourself. Your money grubbing. All you're in it is for the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've heard the same thing over and over. I've been in this profession for 23, now going into 24 years of veterinary medicine. And I got to tell you, it hasn't changed. It really hasn't changed at all. We have the same client complaints and they're magnified. They're ramped up. See, when I started off, clients would just complain to you and that was it. There wasn't really this, the social media that we see now. Social media wasn't even a concept. I don't even think when I started in veterinary medicine, MySpace was a thing. And if it was, it was not a big thing. And MySpace obviously wasn't dedicated to complaining about people's businesses. 
you know, at the time, like Yahoo was the platform. I don't know when Google started. Was Google around when I started in the veterinary profession? It might not have been. And so in any event, online reviews were non-existent. So how you got most of your reviews were from your friends and family. That's it. If someone had a complaint about your hospital, they complained to their friends and family and maybe they never came to you, but that was the extent of the complaint. Now, one complaint put on social media can actually blow up and go around the world. And it's really sad that that's what has happened and that is the state of our affairs today. But we also need to learn to let it go because I promise you right now on social media, on Yelp reviews, on Google reviews, there are, I'm going to go with thousands of complaints against veterinary hospitals and professionals for being money grubbing. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I'll even throw that out there. There might be 100,000 or more reviews dedicated to the subject of why veterinary medicine sucks because they charge too much. So I want you to be challenged with this next thought. So we know that there are, you know, thousands, if not 100,000 more reviews complaining about veterinary medicine and how we're all money grabbing. But do you believe that to be true? I'm not even with you, and I know the answer is no. You are going to answer that question with no. We are not money grabbing. We're not only in it for the money. We actually care deeply with compassion and true empathy for the veterinary patients that come into our hospital. We are struggling to afford our bills. We're struggling to make ends meet. If you're a veterinary technician or nurse, you're probably working more than one job. Even if you're a veterinary receptionist, you're working two or three jobs in order to survive and continue to do the passionate job that you went into this industry to do. I mean, many people hold down a second job just so they can continue to work as a veterinary technician or nurse or as a client service representative. And that can be sometimes even true for our veterinary medical doctors. Even they sometimes have to work more than one job. So the answer to that question of whether or not we believe that we're money grabbing is always going to be no, because we know we're not. So then we have to challenge ourselves is why are we tolerating our own mindset? Why are we basically tolerating our own mindset of this negativity and letting it bother us? Because we don't know how to let things go. So yes, when I thought about titling this podcast, I initially wasn't going to put it in the same series of shit you shouldn't have to put up with, but in actuality it is. It's shit we shouldn't have to put up with. We are doing it to ourselves, and the reality is we're kind of bitching about nothing because we know it's not true. Now let me be clear. There are some really challenging life events that we will struggle with letting go more so than others. I mean, we can't just be expected to let go of someone's death or a pet's death. We can't just be expected to let go of a marriage that has gone bad or divorce or a best friend that has done us wrong in some way. Those things are harder to let go. But I'm not talking about those things. Those things require a lot of deep soul searching a lot of strong power, resiliency in order to overcome them. But I'm not talking about those things. Those things are different than what I'm trying to talk about. I'm talking about the smaller things, the things that we're letting bother us, the things we're blaming other people for. We're saying, oh, they're making me mad. They're making me angry. I can't believe that they're causing me to do this. 
And the reality is, is we just have this inability to let go. So let's kind of dive into this because I think that this is an important topic and we all need to let it go, let it go. Okay, uh, again, I won't sing, but you all know what I mean. So what does letting go really mean? Because we hear this saying all the time, like, just let it go. Like, it's that simple. Well, it's really an attachment to something. And an attachment is a mental or an emotional fixation that we have on something. And and it could be on, you know, someone's statement. We are attached to that statement. We have a mental or an emotional fixation to that statement. Uh, Again, we go back to that uh, all over social media. I'm sure right now someone's posting on a veterinary page on Instagram or Facebook or some other social media platform that's coming up the pipeline and they're complaining about a, a client. They're complaining about how dare this person say they're money grubbing. Okay, there's an attachment there. We have to recognize that. We get attached to things like people or views or outcomes or material possessions. And the reason that we're attached to them is because we want to either see that it's going to be done differently or we feel like someone doesn't value us or we feel like they don't understand us. And that's where we start to get angry or mad or frustrated. We love animals. How dare they think that we are only in it for the money? Don't they know the struggles of the veterinary profession? But here's the thing. Getting mad and frustrated is only a way to make your life way harder than it actually needs to be. And so we have to recognize that no one is making us feel this way, but we are passionate. And someone just recently said to me that most anger... Most anger and frustration comes from a level of passion. I want you to think about that statement because boy, nail on head for me. Most anger and frustration comes from passion. I would totally agree with that. But I also would argue this. When we become passionate and the other side, the other person, the other entity, the other whatever it is, is not resonating with what we're putting it down, at what point do we just keep giving ourselves away burning our energy and being filled with negativity, anger, and frustration, and we can't let ourselves go. That becomes a problem to us. We're now getting in our own way. So how do we make sure that things don't bother us? I mean, again, big things are going to bother us for sure, but how do we let the small stuff go? What does that look like? So here are some tips and tricks, and please know this, I am not an expert. I have things that bother me all the time. I have a, I struggle probably at least every other day or a couple times a week with letting a small thing go. And then I look back and laugh at myself because here I am, you know, parting some advice to individuals when I can't even follow it myself. So it is hard to let things go. I think recognition of that is probably the first step. Just recognize that sometimes, We complain over and over about the same things. And again, it becomes boring. And all we're doing is sucking energy away from ourselves. So here's the first thing. One, you need to recognize it's something small. It really plays no impact on your life. That person who cut you off on the highway, guess what? It's going to happen again. And 20 years from now, it's going to happen many more times since then. So as long as you don't get in an accident, what impact is it to your life other than if you let it become impactful? What does it matter if someone complains about veterinary medicine costing a lot? How does that impact you? It makes you feel bad. But it only makes you feel bad because you let it. Trust me, someone tomorrow is going to complain about money uh, in veterinary medicine. Trust me on this. What does it really matter if 
a client keeps you on the phone for 20 minutes talking about a tick and they go on and on and they say, you know, I need this tick tested. I think my dog has Lyme disease. What, what does that impact you at all? Yes, it took up 20 minutes of your life, but other than that, what's the impact to that? It's only more impactful if you let it become impactful. So if you hang up that phone call with that client and then go on and on and on, trust me, I've seen people complain longer about what happened than what actually happened. The person cut you off. That probably occurred in under five seconds, but the complaint of that person cutting you off goes on for hours. And then you can't believe this and you wouldn't understand what happened. And then I was like, how dare you? So then I went ahead and I chased him on the highway. Like just honestly, learn to let it go. Here's the next thing. After we recognize it's something small, resist the urge to complain. I want to repeat that. Resist the urge to complain. You don't need to go to social media and suddenly be the police of all the bad clients. You don't need to go to social media and complain about X, Y, and Z. Just resist the urge to complain. The world's enough of a negative place that we don't need everybody saying the same thing over and over and over because it's the same complaint. We all have to deal with it. And I know this goes against the popular belief that, well, you have to get things off your chest. You have to tell people how upset you are. But it honestly, when you complain, it only magnifies the situation from what it actually is inside your own mind. It draws attention to the issue and it makes it more inflamed than it actually needs to be. It really does. I laugh because I, I hear a lot of complaints about the weather. And certainly, yes, okay, we that is something that sometimes does truly impact us, right? There's some terrible weather out there. But when someone comes in to the veterinary hospital, it's rained all week long, and they complain over and over and over and over. And I think this is a small thing. You know what? It's going to rain. That's what weather is. It's going to rain. It's going to snow. It's going to, you know, have things that happen. It's going to have hot days. And we can sit around and, and complain about it, or we can just let it go and focus on things that are more in our control, that are positive and not so negative. And so we are trying to sometimes make these things out to be big deals, and they really aren't. They really, really are not. The next step is to stop blaming others. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because you see, when we blame others, we take the responsibility for our own feelings and emotions and actions away from ourselves. Someone else made us do it. Someone else is to blame why I'm feeling this way. And the reality is, is that no one is making you feel the way that you are. So your blood boiling over a perceived misinjustice Remember, again, if you can have that compassion and show humanity and see it from the other side, then hopefully we can recognize it really doesn't have anything to do with us at all. I wrote about this in my Just Be Nicer, my resolution for 2022. If we can all just be nicer, it would be a much better 2022. So I gave the example that I'm in a grocery store and I can see from across the aisle that there is a woman with two children. They're acting out of control. She has a full shopping cart. She is headed to the checkout line. Oh my gosh, there she goes. She's going towards the checkout line. And then she beats me to the checkout line. Immediately, I blame her. I think, how dare she? Doesn't she see I only have two things in my basket? What a jerk she is. I can't even, now I've got to listen to these screaming kids. I just want to check out quickly. I'm super busy and I start blaming her for me being upset. The reality is, is that mom, 
she didn't even see me. She's got two kids, maybe three kids. One's screaming. One's acting a fool. They're taking stuff off the shelf. She's just trying to get out there. She never even saw me because she's dealing with her own stuff. But yet I'm blaming her for how I feel. I'm blaming her for her causing me to be angry. And when we think about it, that is such a silly thing. Let it go. Read the tabloid magazines. Look at your cell phone. Make the, the time will pass. And in reality... That's only a couple minutes. I know it feels a lot longer whenever you're in that situation, but it really is only a couple minutes, maybe five minutes at most, that there was a slight inconvenience. And I got to tell you, when you reshape your mindset and you stop blaming others for your own emotions and you look at that big picture and you have the compassion and you show humanity, and again, assuming good intention, ooh, gosh, the little stuff doesn't seem so big anymore. That mom's got her hands full. Thank God I don't have those kids and the full shopping cart. I can't even imagine. And then here's the last thing we have to do to let it go. We have to make a decision to let it go. We got to let it go. And it's, it's hard for us to recognize I feel my blood boiling. I feel the frustration and the anger. I'm feeling all of this. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm going to let it go. And it's it's a hard thing to do. It's obviously an entire Disney song has been written about it. But once you've written your decision statement, once you have decided, once you have made this decision statement that I'm going to let this go, then it can be let go. Until we do that, it's almost impossible for us to, to even recognize that we've got an issue with the small stuff. So I get it. The life is hard. And I think with social media and the internet, it's actually even harder. When we had to deal with this stuff pre-internet, we would complain to just a few people and that would end the conversation. But now we have an entire world that is our audience. And we feel like there's some justification in complaining about stuff on social media and never letting it go. And people feed into this garbage. They do. That's what kills me. They feed into this garbage and they go, yeah, that person's a jerk. Oh yeah, if they cut you off, they totally should go to automobile hell. You know, they. oh, that mother should have... She should have seen you at the grocery store and she should have let you in. They feed into it and they give permission to make sure that that small stuff becomes large stuff when reality, it's stupid shit, people. It's stupid shit. Um, So I want you to just reevaluate your own lives. It goes back to the resolution of just be nicer. Um, And that means to ourselves as well. Be kinder and nicer to yourself in 2022 and be nicer to others. And we have to admit that at times, Posting on social media, complaining about a client when in reality it doesn't matter is not being nice. If we can just make the world a nicer place, that would be wonderful, right? (laughs) There's probably many songs written about that. I hope that this challenges to look at the small stuff, the truly small stuff, the stuff that really doesn't impact your life unless you let it impact your life. The stuff that really only angers and frustrates you because you let it do that. Let that stuff go. Life is complex enough. We are going to come up against real challenges all the time. If I know 2020 was a real challenge, 2021 is a real challenge, and 2022 is going to prove to be challenging. There's going to be bigger stuff than the tiny stuff that we complain about. Learn to let the small stuff go so that you have the energy for the big stuff. And that's a really important life lesson that we all have to strive to constantly 
do for ourselves because it is doing it for ourselves. It's not doing it for anybody else. Uh, to some level it is if you're complaining about other people and gossiping, that's not nice. So please do it for them as well. But mostly you're giving yourself back the energy. You're giving yourself back the positivity. You're trying to see things from other people's perspective. And even if you conclude that they're complete jerks, you know what? Let it go. It doesn't mean anything to you unless you allow it to mean something. So don't give away your energy. You need it for all the bigger things. And trust me, the world is going to challenge you with a lot of bigger things. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and especially on this series of shit you shouldn't have to put up with bitching about the small stuff because that is actually what we're doing and learning how to hopefully have some reflection, stop yourself from doing it, and then hopefully giving you a couple of tools to manage that stuff that's really small a little bit better. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Thank you for all that you do. I hope that 2022 is an amazing year for all of you and keep on being a unicorn. 